welcome to episode 43 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand dyed, uh, actually stashed, the Knit Nosh recap, actually attending, how much do we love, an update on knit along prizes, and some thank yous, and an update on reviews. So it's a lot of stuff to cover today. Started. Actually finished. So I do have fantastic finished object this time. You guys, if you listened last time, will remember that I was on a ridiculous mission to try to knit one um, item with yarn from each of the vendors from Knit Nosh, plus knit a dazzle hat, which is a collaboration between um, Katie from Modular Modular and Sherry from People Who Fields. And so I did finish one more thing. So you'll, you might remember from last time, I had knit out of some MJ Yarns American Worsted a Reek hat, R-I-K-K-E, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, and so I had some American Worsted and Midnight Orchid, and it's just a slouchy, really like a garter stitch hat. I knit mine garter stitch for the band and stockinette at the top because I did not have time to pearl to knit garter stitch in the round so but I really like it I have a fuzzy pom-pom that I got from Stephen B no that I got from the Yoth booth actually Stephen B had some beautiful pom-poms but I did not buy one um and I slapped that on top and it turned out super cute so um more on that later but I did wear something from each of the artists at Knit Nosh for each course at Knit Nosh so the second thing I finished was I knit an Atwood shawl which is a um Pattern by Nicole Clark, who is Nicole from Hue Loco, which is a video podcast, and she is also a very talented local Colorado dyer. Um, very simple triangular shawl, and I knit that out of some Scandalous Eartha in the Let It Go colorway. So a beautiful blue and white um, variegated yarn. Um, so you guys heard about those last time. This time, what I finished was my Shawl Shrug by Suzanne Summer. And I knit this with Nerd String DK. So I had bought the yarn at Yarn Fest because um, Renee had in her booth a beautiful sample of the Range Shawl, which is um, a beautiful brioche shawl by Andrew Mowry. But even I was not stupid enough to think that I could learn brioche and knit all these things in time for Knit Nosh. So I went looking for another pattern. I found this beautiful shawl shrug sweater that I really loved. And so that is um, something I worked on quite a bit. Definitely the yardage listed on the sweater, on the pattern, and the yardage that it ended up taking to make the sweater did not match. Um, so I went through six skeins of nerd string. Um, the top, the part that looks like a shawl, I alternated... Um, I think it's shade one of 50, although it may now be named Tarnished, um, and Sevens, which is a beautiful blue. And then I ended up buying a second skein of the blue because that is what I used for the sleeves. Um, and then um, there's a color pop and mine that I did. So that's basically the collar. And then you do an I-cord um, edging, an I-cord bind off all the way around the piece. Um, I used Chartreuse with Envy on her Sparkle DK base, and that was pretty awesome as well. And then um, the last color is sort of the body of the sweater, and I could have done it three colors, 
um, and just gone with more of the blue. But I had bought four colors. I put it on Instagram, like, what should I do? I'm feeling conflicted. And everybody agreed that it should be four colors, not three. And so the color I started out with, I thought, was Black Celebration. But it turns out it was not. It was shade 2 of 50, which is the, a beautiful charcoal gray, but not black. Um, and I used up the first skinny yarn, and I ordered a second skinny yarn, and I ordered Black Celebration, because that's what I thought I had. And I'm pretty sure that when I was at Renee's house to record the episode that we did together, that she and I had a conversation about how I thought I had one color, and I was wrong. <laughs> and so... Um, Anyways, I ordered Black Celebration. It got here. I was like, this is not a dye lot issue. I ordered the wrong color yarn. Um, but I decided to power on. And I'm actually really happy I did. Because what happens instead in the sweater is it ends up being this beautiful gradient. So the sweater itself comes down to like a tip, like a triangular tip um, at the bottom, at the back. So you have the shawl shaping with the stripes of blue and light gray, and then it goes into a dark gray, and then it goes to black, and it looks really good. It's really, really pretty. So although it was not my intention, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I think it looks beautiful. So that one I finished up a few days ahead of Knit Nosh. Actually, I went out for drinks with a girlfriend like the Tuesday night before, and it was blocked and dried, and we've woven in ends and all of that, and I was able to wear it out to drink. So um, so that one is going to be my Rhinebeck sweater, and I'm really super excited about it because I think it's really unique and different, and I know people, for their Rhinebeck sweater, they like to do something that really um, is interesting or is challenging, and I think this fits all the things. And then the idea that I can bring my, my nerd string somewhere where maybe it'll get admired by people at Rhinebeck makes me feel happy. So um, that one is done, and I'm super excited about it actually working. So now we get on to the things I did not finish in time for Nitnosh. But I'm super excited about this project as well. So the last thing that I intended to knit with my um, my Nitnosh yarn was a um, another Suzanne Summer pattern and it is called the Shawl Hoodie Cardigan. And so it's very similar to the Shawl Shrug. This one is fingering weight though. Um, so you knit basically a triangular shawl in two colors and then there's short row shaping um, to even it out to where the shawl comes to the point and then you add sleeves and then you add a hood um, and then you do the same um, I-cord bind off. It's a little bit of different I-cord bind off actually on this one because um, it's got like a border but it's going to be adorable. So this one I knit in two colors of Peepaloo Fields sock. I'm very excited about it. I had originally purchased some of her yarn in a colorway called Sangria, which is a beautiful variegated pink with pops of purple and really dark, maybe like a burgundy and then some bright pink. And then when I saw Sherry at the Jackalope Festival back in August, I, decide, I had decided that I wanted something to pair it with, and I was going to do... Um, a Melanie Berg shawl or some sort of two-color shawl. Um, so the color that we paired it with was Nevermore, which is her favorite of her colorways. It's a dark purple. And it's really great because where that one might, you know, occasionally get light, it looked a lot like the Sangria. And where the Sangria got a little bit dark, it looked like the Nevermore. So you can tell that 
you know, as she dyes the yarn, there's definitely some of this that is, um, if not complementary, maybe even a couple of the same colors mixed in, but it's a pink and a purple, so it's really pretty. Um, and then my third color I dug in my stash and I had some leftover Madeline Tosh Twist Light in Moonstone, which is a beautiful gray. Um, and that was left over from my breathing space sweater that I knit earlier this year. And I thought that was the perfect way to complement this. I could have gone with another like cool variegated, um, but that would have meant having time to shop, which I did not. So a couple of great things about this pattern. Um, it does use German short rows. That was new technique for me. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I have finished the shawl portion, the short rows. Um, then I stopped and I added the hood. Um, and then I went and added the sleeves just so I could make sure that I was going to have enough yarn. So on the one, the first sleeve, what I did was I actually striped in some of the gray at the end. The second sleeve I did completely in the pink to see if I would have enough yarn to get through it. And I did. So I may, I'm almost definitely going to go back and pick out the first sleeve and finish it up with just the pink and get rid of these gray stripes. But it was a cute it would have been fine. If I had had to do this on both sleeves, I totally would have been fine with it. Um, and I kind of go back and forth. And it's kind of funky looking anyways. I could probably have one stripey sleeve and one not. And maybe that would not drive me crazy. Maybe that would be a cute little design element. But I, I have a lot of fingering weight knitting left to go before I get to that point. Because while the hood and the um, shawl piece are garter, the sleeves are stocking it in the round. So that's great. Well, the body of this baby is stockinette and it's a cardigan so it is fingering weight stockinette um the good news is i think i have to knit to like 12 and a half inches from the underarm um and then i i add the purple back in and the purple is actually i believe it's in garter stitch again although i might be wrong um but there might be more garter stitch involved which would make me really happy so this one is coming along nicely. My hope is I'm going away for a girls weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. My hope is to have this finished, number one, so I can wear it on my girls weekend. And number two, because I want to get back to my boxy and buttony. So next up on my needles, my boxy and buttony that I had pulled out of deep UFO land, um, that one is ready to finish and before I picked up this crazy that was kind of my main project and I'm, I'm anxious to get back to that one because it will be an another beautiful addition to my wardrobe I was gonna say my fall wardrobe but really in Colorado a fingering weight sweater is a three season sweater for sure um and then I have all these other fingering weight sweaters that I want to cast on I have two of them bundled up ready to go upstairs so um so anyways this is coming along great it was it was far enough along for me to show it at Knit Nosh, if not wear it at Knit Nosh, and so that made me happy, and I really, I've been posting a lot of pictures of it on Instagram, but I really, um, I love it, and this is my first time knitting with Sherry's yarn, and it is totally worth it. When you look on Ravelry, a lot of people use her stuff for socks, which is great, they make beautiful socks, but I think if you are doing um, any sort of shawl knitting, you should take a look at her yarns, because they have a very, um, they very hedgehog fibers aesthetic, um, some of them. She's got some great brights. Uh, what I liked about this was they are just different, very artistic, variegated 
yarns. Um, and so it felt like something really new for me in terms of my stash. So uh, that one is going to be my monogamous project, hopefully for another 10 days or so. And then, um, and then I'll be wearing it in the mountains on my girls weekend. Um, so the other thing that is actively on my needles at this point is my son's Bronco scarf. So the Broncos are 2-0. and oh. I'm not going to say that the scarf is the reason, but it's not, not the reason that the Broncos are 2-0. and oh. um, We have big superstitions in my house about I have to sit in a certain spot and knit on the scarf. And only the scarf, unless I'm caught up, when at that point then I'm allowed to knit on something else, but only if I'm caught up. So the first game that they played, I um, had this idea. I wanted to, we're doing a different scarf this year. So I'm not doing the one round per point thing because that was ridiculous and stopped being fun at a certain point. <laughs> but um, what I'm doing is two rounds for every touchdown and one round for every field goal. And then two rounds in between games. Because last year, what I also did was I knit uh, the number of weeks, and that that was the part that was less fun. So um, so I wanted him to be able to tell which end it was. So at the top where I started, I knit in the word Broncos, um, and I had this idea that maybe I was going to try to double knit it and then switch it to knitting in the round. Then I realized that that maybe was like harder than I thought it was going to be. And also, I would have had to chart it. Um, I would have had to completely chart the whole thing for every single stitch, which which you can do in double double knitting, and that was the way that it was done in the class I took. So I'm, I'm certain that I have the ability to work that out. But otherwise, I would have ended up with like Broncos written the right way in blue, like blue background, orange type, and then Broncos written like you were looking at it in a mirror <laughs> or in it sort of twice so that it's on the front and the back. And then I've knit both the games. I'm all caught up. So um, the first game, really, I didn't get much past the attempted double knitting, and then I ripped it back, and then I started again, and I hadn't gotten through the word Broncos. And then in Sunday's game, I got through Broncos and game one and game two. So I'm ready to go for game three on Sunday, um, and my son is very excited about it, and they're winning. So go Broncos. Actually, hand-dyed. I just have one quick thing for this this time around. I did dye up a sock blank for one of the Knitnosh door prizes. So at Knitnosh, all of the dyers bring yarn for door prizes and also for um, knit-along prizes. And then I do an Instagram contest. So I'm going to talk about a couple of the Instagram prizes a little bit later. But one of the ones that I wanted to do was I just wanted to dye up a little sock blank. So I did it in... Um, Hmm, fluorescent fuchsia, I think. And then I kind of tried to speckle it. And it ended up more splotchy than speckly, but on a sock blank, I feel like that's okay because it's still gonna it's gonna dye up really or knit up really interesting, I think. So the colors I used on that were um deep magenta and hot fuchsia and purple pop. Um and it turned out cute. I put pictures of it on Instagram if you wanted to check it out. The girl who won it was super excited about it. She's not a sock knitter. Um but she thinks she might knit it into a shawl or maybe she said maybe it would turn her into a sock knitter and she would knit some socks with it. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. And it was fun. It was a fun little quick um dye project. I haven't done any dyeing in a while and I'm probably not going to have time to again for 
a bit of time. I did order like a five pack of soft blanks so that I would have some more around the house because I, I am still kind of obsessed with them. And I ordered some minis, like from Wool to Die For You can order 93 yard minis. And I thought that might be fun. For example, I bought that beautiful Neighborhood Fiber Company gradient and I figure out what I'm gonna do with that. I might want to dye myself just one pop color to go with it because my gradient I bought was grays. And then also I kind of would like to try dyeing a gradient set myself and see like playing with the same same amount of um, powder but different amounts of water to have different um, intensities of the dye a lot. So, uh, so that's some of that that I can play around with. I'm super busy the whole month of October. Um, and so maybe the first week in November, I'll get my dye pots out again. But at least I've got the supplies that I need to, uh, to play around with that. Actually stashed, this is a false alarm section because I did not buy any yarn at all. I didn't buy yarn at Knitnosh um, because it's too busy for me to buy yarn. It, you know, it, it's just, there's just too much to do on the day. Um, and I feel like now I have great relationships with these dyers, so I know that I can get my hands on their stuff whenever I whenever I want slash need to. The one thing I was kind of like amazingly bummed about was um, Donna brought her new sock self-striping um, and she's got them so they do basically like an athletic sock. So you picture like 80s tube socks. They're so cute. And she did Bronco ones um, and I didn't get one. So that's on my list. I may have to ask her to dye me up some of that. But um, I'm on a no stash till Rhinebeck kick. So, and then I keep thinking like the BC boys, I think it is like no stash till Rhinebeck, which is dumb. Um, but anyways, um, no stash for this girl. So without further ado, I want to get into the Knit Nosh recap. So Knit Nosh, our second Knit Nosh event was Saturday, September 17th. And we featured five fantastic local fiber artists. We had Jonathan from MJ Yarns. He brought his Sophista Sock base. We had Renee from Nerd who brought a brand new base called Kevin's Blend. We had Donna from Scandalous who brought her um, Sophia base, which is an MCN. And then Sherry from People O Fields brought her sock base. And last, but certainly not least, Katie from Modular Modular came again this time to sell bags and also had kits and things for her Dazzle hat, which is a super cute hat pattern. Great way to use scraps or minis or she and Sherry from People Who had collaborated and they had kits that had a solid and a gradient, which is very cool, which is how I'm going to knit mine. Um, and so she was there as well. So the venue this time was a, um, a new place called Gallery 1874, and that's in Arvada, Colorado. Brand new location. Technically, I think I ended up being their third event, but not really, because um, the venue opened a couple of days before we started, and they did like a staff gathering, so I don't count that. I don't think that counts. And then there was like a family, there was some sort of folk music thing that they were doing, with a folk musician who liked to come when he comes home, they do some sort of a big family music thing. 
they were supposed to be on the 19th, and then they moved it to the 15th. So they kind of, like, cut in front of me. But that was okay with me because it meant, number one, that I was not the reason, the only reason, that they were killing themselves to get the venue ready because they were killing themselves to get the venue ready. Um, but also it meant that they had had two attempts to have events in there and, like, work the kinks out if there were any. There certainly were no signs of any by the time they got to my event. But it just meant that I felt a little more relaxed. Because in theory, it's very exciting to say, like, oh, there's this fabulous new venue, and I'm their first event. And in practice, it was it was a little bit anxiety-inducing. <laughs> so um, so the venue is the oldest building in Arvada, Colorado. It was built in 1874. Um, it has been a number of things, including a Grange Hall. Most recently, it was a place called the Festival Playhouse. So the venue itself has a stage at the far end. Um which worked out beautifully for the yarn vendor. So when we were at um, Samples World Bistro in January, we had the run of the restaurant and then the yarn was all set up on the bar and it was fine, but it was difficult to get back and forth. It was, there was not a lot of room to walk because we were so much at capacity in, t in the restaurant that it was just not easy to get around. So this worked out beautifully because the seating was separate from where the yarn was. We opened the doors. We opened the doors at 1230. People started arriving at 11. <laughs> and we had to just say, sorry, we're not set up yet. Um, but we opened the doors at 1230 um, and gave people a half an hour to settle in and um, shop a little bit if they wanted to ahead of time. We served the MJ Yarns yarn course before everyone arrived so that when they got there, their yarn was ready and waiting for them. So I want to get back to the space a little bit. Space was just absolutely breathtaking. So I went down the Friday night before to do like a final walkthrough and details and take a look. And they were still um, finishing the space the Friday night before. Um, so I walked in and uh, Carmen, who is the owner, and Sarah, who is the events coordinator, that I was working with, or up on scaffolds with a bottle of wine, hanging crystal chandeliers on a Friday night. Um, but the venue, it's so it's beautiful. So they painted, the ceilings are gold. Um, there are crystal chandeliers. There are eight beautiful Swarovski crystal chandeliers. They had crystal sconces on the walls. They did not have any art hung in the gallery um, in time for Saturday, but there will be art they're working with a lot of local artists and there will be art hanging in the gallery for most of their events um but as you walked in on saturday uh beautiful hardwood floors beautiful you know sparkling white walls the gold ceiling the chandeliers and it was all just this beautiful white white chairs white tablecloths and then at the back of the room boom burst of color and all this beautiful yarn so it was it was spectacular. I had this idea that I was going to preset people's goodie bags so that we didn't have a long line of people waiting to get in and me handing out the goodie bags. Like that felt like it took a long time last time. And then when I saw how the space looked and everything was so beautiful and white, the goodie bags this time were black and gray. They were really nice tote bags. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want it to mess up like the aesthetic. I didn't want anything but the white in the room. Although also Sarah, who was my event coordinator, um, made beautiful centerpieces. She had these beautiful, heavy um, water pitchers, and she bought gorgeous fall flowers like mums and 
sunflowers and daisies and things. And she made me these beautiful, beautiful centerpieces for the tables. Um, but it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. So the space was fantastic. Um, we sold yarn for a half an hour beforehand and then we got started and jumped into the event. So the first course, I went with an Asian inspired menu this time, which I really liked. Um, I thought it was a little bit different. Um, I had gone back and forth between kind of a, a Mediterranean um, sort of a menu and an Asian menu. And when I did the tasting, we tasted both so that we, you know, so that I could decide um, which one I liked better. And I just, I kind of, I like Asian food. I thought it was a really um, interesting choice for the menu. So we did, um, the first course was uh, butter lettuce, Asian chicken lettuce wraps. And they were so yummy. And they had like a sriracha spice. And then they had little wontons sprinkled on them. They were super yummy. Um, and then the wine, in case you guys are interested, we did the, um, it was called a White Night Viognier, and so it was really nice. I did three white wines and just one red this time, partly because of my personal preference, and I kind of, I think that this was more summery, and I think of white wine as being a more summery wine. Maybe that's just because white wine is what I like to drink, but, um, but that was what we did. It was a really delicious wine, and then the yarn from Jonathan was um, MJ Yarns. Sophistostock. And so it's a 75% superwash merino, 15% nylon, and 10% tencel. Um, and the neat thing about that yarn is the tencel being um, not a natural fiber, it does not take the dye. And so you um, end up with kind of a sparkle to it where the tencel kind of shines and it and is not dyed and it looks, it's really pretty. It's a really, really pretty yarn. So that was, um, that was course one. Course two was the nerd string course. Um, so food-wise, we had an Asian pasta salad. I had one woman tell me that um, that her and her friends were trying to figure out how they could go home and just cook it themselves right away and just try to repeat the recipe. But it was big, um, flat rice noodles and um, like a chili vinaigrette kind of sauce and then... Um, snow peas and peppers and more wontons sprinkled on top and a, like a little bit of a spicy um, aioli, I guess, on top of it. Really yummy. And then for that one, we did um, an Alpha Zeta Soav, um, and that was a very nice wine as well. The good news was I have I had leftovers of all the wines, so I can go back and sort of retaste them for myself. If you guys are local and you're listening, um, PJ's Wine and Spirits in Longmont provided all of the wines this time around. So um, if you're looking to purchase any of these wines, that would be the place to get them. So the yarn course for course two was um, Nerd String Kevin's Blend. And Kevin is Renee's cat. <laughs> and she talked about how Kevin has great taste in yarn. And he likes to lay on all the yarn. And he likes to lay on this one most of all. So this was a different um, base for her. She has a normal... Um, MCN fingering base and there was some sort of a mix-up with the mill she ended up with a different base and really ended up loving it so that was kind of a, an awesome mistake and so that was what she had to taste and she also had it available for purchase one of the things she said about the yarn is that um, it blooms beautifully when um, when they soak it and when you block it so it almost ends up being more like a sport or a DK weight once it's blocked. So that was kind of interesting. Um, 
she does have a beautiful cowl that is designed to use um, the Kevin's Blend base. And so it's the Ridgeline cowl, and the designer there is Tenley Originals. Tenley is her um, assistant, and she was there with us on Saturday as well. But it's a gorgeous, beautiful cowl, beautiful yarn. So that was really fun. Um, Renee also gave me her one of her new bags to give away as part of the Instagram contest. So um, everybody knows the nerd bags. She, she's always carried these great um, bags that are brightly colored, and it sounds like the manufacturer's not making them anymore. She can't find them anywhere. So she's got a brand new bag. You can see them on nerdshop.com, um, but they're giant tote bags. And so she had these giant black tote bags, and then in, like, silver sparkle, it said, I learned to knit in prison. So they were fantastic. So we gave away one of those as well. So third course um, was our Scandalous course. So we had Scandalous Sophia. Um, that's her 80-10-10 blend. Um, and so like I was saying, I have some of that. Um, I had some of that to give away. And then I also had a, a set of Broncos yarn um, to make the Bronco socks. I think my friend Sarah won the, that one. She definitely won a door prize. I feel like it might have been the Broncos yarn. Might have been the regular scandalous. Anyways, um, it's a lot to keep track of <laughs> during the day. So um, for the third course, which is kind of our main course food-wise, we had a Bergani's Alberino, um, which is a wine from Spain. And that one was delicious. Also a white. Um, so what was nice was all three of these were blends of whites that I had not ever tried before. Um, Maybe I'll try to post, I'm trying to think how I can post the menu. Um, maybe I'll, I'll try to post to the menu and link to it in the show notes if I can figure it out. This episode is probably going to go up without show notes, and then I'll circle back and do them later because um, I just want to get the episode out to you guys. Um, so food-wise, we ate a bulgogi, which is an Asian marinated steak. Um, again, it was on top of like um, bean sprouts, and it had a really nice spicy aioli with it and um, it was just delicious it was fantastic so the food I thought this time was out of this world I was really happy with how that turned out the wine was great um, and in terms of the yarn you know I'm a big fan of the scandalous yarn she's been doing a lot of fun things with self-stripings and you can find those on her website she brought a bunch of those with her to sell um, at the event and so that was really 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 great and then for our final course, we did um, People Who Fields. And so that was an 80-20 nylon, her sock base. Again, what's great about her yarns is the colors. Um, and so there were some spectacular colors. Um, Food-wise, dessert, we did chocolate chip cheesecake, which was out of this world. For the gluten-free, because we, we did have a lot of gluten-free people there, um, they did gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. And I think we just passed those to every table. So I think everybody had the chance to try them. They were delicious. They did not taste gluten-free at all. Um, and we had a J-Lore Cabernet Sauvignon. So that was our only red on the menu. Um, but it was a delicious one. I have I have a bottle of it upstairs. So, um, so that one was great. Um, and then after the um, event was closed from a food perspective we did one last round with Katie and we 
um, looked at the Dazzle hat and she showed off her bags and we raffled a bag. Um, and then there was about an hour where people could buy yarn and it really was a much nicer setup because people did feel like they could, there were some people, they would just chill at their table and kind of hang out and wait, but there was plenty of room. I, it was funny because I was talking to the owners of the place um, during the event and they kept saying, we think we could have fit a couple more tables in here for you. And we had a hundred people basically. And it was, it was exactly as, as crowded as I would have liked it to be. Had it been any more crowded, I think we would have had the same sort of overcrowding issues. Like it's hard to get to the yard. It's hard to get to the ladies room that we had last time. And we had none of that. It was so comfortable in the space. Um, and for the vendors, they really had room to spread out. Everybody had space. Everybody could sit and socialize while they were, you know, up looking at the yarns. And so I, I thought it went really, 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 really well from that perspective. Um, so I had a couple of other things I wanted to make sure. Well, I was going to save a couple things actually for the thank you section. So I'll wait um, and do that in a few minutes. Um, but I'm trying to think if there were any other fun details from Nitnosh. So the um, project bags that I gave out this time, last time I just did like a canvas drawstring bag that said Nitnosh. So this time they were tote bags and they're black with gray. And then in my, in my signature turquoise, um, they say all you needed is love and wine and yarn. And then they say Nitnosh. And what was cool about these bags is they have this little zipper um, pocket on the front, but the zipper pocket actually goes the whole length of the tote bag. So you could put a bottle of wine in there. So I liked that a lot. I thought that was fun. And then the wine glasses said the same thing. And, and one of the key things that I did this time was I did do a seating chart. So I had a lot of people that wanted to sit together. And I know if I want to sit with my friend and then I get there and I have to find my own seat, I find it very anxiety inducing or like what if people start to come towards the end of the time and there's only like single seats left like that would, that would stress me out if I was in an event. So I made a seating chart and I, um, and I made name cards last time I had made like actual paper name cards and let people like write funny things about themselves on them. This time I put these little chalkboard, um, stickers on the wine glasses and I wrote people's name on their wine glass. That way, if you were sitting next to somebody you didn't know their name, their name was on their wine glass and you could scope it out and know your neighbor. So anyways, that was kind of fun. Um, I do have the bags for next time. I had a little bit of a freak out because it took me a while to design the bags this time. Then I got very nervous that they weren't gonna be here in time. They ended up here in plenty of time. I had them here like three days before, but um, I freaked out and I ordered bags from a second place <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just have them for next time. It's not our last knit nosh and so it's fine. So then I have these cute little tote bags that um, cinch at the top and have a little handle and they say weekend forecast, forecast knitting with a chance of wine, which I always think is a funny thing. So um, if you guys are interested, I do have extras of this round's tote bags. I have the next round's tote bags. I will be putting them on the website. And so if you want a tote bag or a wine glass or both, um, check out knitnosh.com in the next couple weeks and those will be posted for sale. Um, so I think that's everything. I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like there's more to tell, but I do have some thank yous. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up for now and then I'll talk about Knitnosh a little bit. Actually attending. So, um, two things about actually attending. I did miss the Salida Fiber Festival. Unfortunately, I've been crazy busy at work um and like working till midnight crazy busy at work 
And then with Nitnosh coming, there just wasn't, there was just no way that I could take a day and drive all the way up there. Um, Liz from Colorful Eclectic, which is a beautiful Etsy shop with hand-dyed yarn here in Colorado, um, had Instagrammed me a couple days before and said, like, we're renting a car, we're driving up, come with us. And I really, really wanted to, and I just, I just couldn't make it work. Um, and in the end, I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I went into the weekend for Nitnosh literally the night before. The only things I had to do were, like, pack my car, wash the glasses, and, and like, I was done with everything else. And I would not have been in that position if I had gone to Salida the weekend before. So next year, I will definitely make it up there. And thank you, Liz, for the invite. Um, so the only other thing that I have coming up right now is Rhinebeck. And I say only. Like, it's nothing. I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. Um, so I know there are a few of you that will be there that I'm hoping to meet. Please come find me. Um, I will be wearing my gorgeous Nerdstring sweater, and that is how you will know it is me. And I had funny magnets made um, for Nitnosh, and I had extra funny magnets made to give people. Because I know people a lot of times do, like, pins and things like that. And so I thought, well, magnets might be fun. And so I have little refrigerator magnets with the podcast logo and the Nitnosh logo, and they say the little funny saying about all you need is love and wine and yarn. So, um, anyways, if you're going to be there and you haven't reached out yet, please hit me up. I, I'm so excited to meet so many people. And, um, so that's October 15th is I'm only going on Saturday. So October 15th, um, at the New York sheep and wool festival. How much do we love? This is a quick segment this time, you guys, cause I know it's going to be kind of a longish episode. Um, but I wanted to talk about how much do we love because I've said a couple of times that this segment was an idea that I had because there was this podcast that I loved um, for years. They haven't done an episode in like two years called How Much Do We Love? And it's Rob and Sarah are the hosts and they're friends and they Rob lives in Chicago and Sarah lives in California and so it was like their way of getting together. Well, they haven't they have not dropped an episode in like two years and then last weekend out of nowhere, not an episode. They were on Facebook Live, and I was so excited, I, like, squealed. Um, so it's adorable. You should definitely go check out How Much Do We Love, the non-knitting podcast. But they did this funny bit. So they were in New York together to see Hamilton and also the color purple, I think. And Sarah has apparently been doing this new thing on Facebook, which I didn't realize. But she's doing these funny Facebook Live videos, and it's called Gross or Delicious. And so they did Gross or Delicious. The first one that they did was um, Swedish Fish Oreos, which I think they decided were gross. Um, and then over the weekend, they did one from a bar, and they did uh, different kinds of weird M&Ms, like s'mores M&Ms and candy corn M&Ms. And then they, I went and watched some of Sarah's back ones. So the one, I think my kids and I talk about this all the time. Um, but they did, she did all the weird flavors of chips, like Lay's does some sort of weird flavor contest every year, and she tried, um, Szechuan chicken potato chips, which pretty sure were on her list of gross. So, anyways, check it out, check out the podcast, I was so excited, I, they were talking about how much they missed doing the podcast, and how being together, and doing this little Facebook video, and all that, made them realize that they want to get back to podcasting. So fingers crossed maybe they will, because they're just a little little bit of sunshine, frankly, um, in my day. So um, that was it. I was just excited to have them back, uh, even just for a little while. I have a whole bunch of thank yous. 
that I want to do today um, to so many people. So um, this is going to be a long episode <laughs> or a long segment, I guess. Um, the first thing that I want to say is I want to say thank you so much to everybody that came to Nitnosh. I had a fantastic time. It's it's a lot of work to put together, but it's totally worth it. It's so, so, so much fun. Um, and I had been saying to my husband the week before, because I'm, I'm working like a dog, and then the time, so the timing of this just wasn't um, terrific in terms of, you know, my stress level, whatever, but I kept saying, once I get to Saturday, it's going to be amazing because it'll be Nitnosh and it'll be fun and all these great people will be there. So um, to everybody who came, if you came last time and came back, thank you. If you didn't come last time and you came for the first time now, thank you because it was it's awesome to spend the day with, um, with knitters who are just having a good old time. I want to thank all four of the yarn companies plus Katie from Modular Modular. Um, I really feel like I've just established this great relationship with all of these fantastic creative people here in Colorado, and it's fun to get together. The first time, you know, it was we were nervous, and there were things that could have been better, and this time I felt like, like I had improved on all of the feedback that I got from last time. Um, anybody who filled out a survey after the first one, thank you so much, because it really did help me make things um, the best that I think they could be. And, um, and thank you, Dyers and Katie for hanging with me because um, I had a blast and and I couldn't do it without you guys. So that was fantastic. I want to thank the people at Samples um, and at the gallery for everything that they did to support me. They are so, so, so um, invested in my success and in the success of Knitnosh. They get so excited. Um, they are extremely busy people who own many, many businesses and both Mark and Carmen, the owners, were down there during the event. They had a professional photographer and videographer there um, shooting photos and video for the gallery because, of course, you know, it's new and they wanted to get pictures of the space in use. But they took a whole bunch of pictures of the yarn for me and of the dyers for me. And I did a video testimonial for the gallery and they're going to let me use that and kind of edit it together. So that was awesome and cool and amazing. Um and I wanted to thank a couple of people that donated amazing door prizes. So my friend Sarah, who has the video podcast, The Knitting Type, um, Sarah and I got together a couple days before Knitnosh um, so that we could grab business cards of hers to put into the goodie bags to help promote her podcast and her Etsy shop, both of which are called The Knitting Type. And Sarah has started to make these gorgeous beaded bracelets that look like they are They look like they're knitted stitches and they're gorgeous. And so we had been texting back and forth and she said, I'd love to give one as a door prize and I'd love to make one for you. And I said, yes, please. And so um, she brought a bunch of them with her and um, we drew a winner from the Instagram contest. So at the event, I, I have people tag their pictures, hashtag knitnosh, and um, then I draw kind of at random um, people to win extra prizes. And so if somebody won a bracelet, and then I think a bunch of people at Sarah's table um, bought bracelets, which is awesome because um, they're beautiful. So watch her Etsy shop. I do think that she has definitely decided that she will start to carry them there. And check out her video podcast because I think that um, they will be on there in an upcoming episode as well. So thank you, Sarah, for being a great friend, for coming to Nitnosh and bringing your mom and donating a prize and all of those things. I had another... Um, 
video podcaster. So Jen, who does the um, Color and Life podcast, which is a video podcast with her 17-year-old son, which I think is awesome because I am the mom of a teenager and my teenage son would never, ever, 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 ever be on the podcast, let alone co-host it with me. Um, and Liz from Colorful Eclectic had co-hosted the early episodes. If you go check them out on YouTube, um, it's a really nice video podcast, really a lot of fun. I met Jen when we both took the Stephen B. class at um, Recycled Lamb in Golden in July. And so Jen also made a donation um, for a door prize to uh, Nitnosh. She actually donated three drop spindles that she um, makes, and so they were called Rundles. And they're really, really nice drop spindles. And then she gifted one to me, which was awesome. Um, although a little bit terrifying because I've always said, I don't have time to learn how to spin. But now I have a drop spindle in it and I have some roving. So maybe, maybe it'll become a thing. Um, she offered to Skype with me to help teach me how to drop spindle. Um, so we will see more to come on that front. Um, when I was at Yarn Fest this year, and I was talking to Donna from Scandalous. We were talking about how I didn't have time to spin because spinning is not portable. And I need a hobby that fits in my purse because I'm always waiting around for my children. And she was like, well, if you had a drop spindle. So we'll see. We'll see. Now I have a drop spindle. So maybe this is the gateway to yet another hobby for me. But thank you, Jen, for coming. And thank you for the donation. And thank you for the gift. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to shout out to one other um, video podcaster that was there, and that is Annie. And Annie has the Plied Together podcast. It's a video podcast. Annie lives in Erie, Colorado, um, which is very close to my house. Like, like my local yarn shop is also her local yarn shop. That's how close she lives to me. Um, and so I just wanted to say thank you. I meant to give her podcast a shout out at the event. And... I kept forgetting things I was supposed to say. So anyways, Annie, thank you for coming. And then I had a couple of designers who gifted patterns to me this week, and I was very, very grateful for that. So I wanted to say thank you to Shana, who is um, Yumi Yarns on Ravelry. Shana sent me a copy of her Wild Wild West mini cowl, and uh, it's a brioche pattern, and it's beautiful. Shana um, has been a huge supporter of the podcast. She sponsored the Knit Along. She's always... Um, really supportive on Ravelry and on Instagram. So um, in addition to that, she gifted me a beautiful pattern. And she promises that other people have learned brioche just by knitting this pattern and haven't needed to do anything scary. So I'm looking forward to casting that on. And thank you so much, Shana. And then um, Greg, who is Knitting Daddy um, from the... Um, oh, God, I'm going to forget the name of the podcast. Now I have to look it up on my phone. Um Anyways, Greg, who's Knitting Daddy, um, sent me a beautiful pattern today for his shawl, which is called the Amplitude Shawl, and um, it's brand new, and it's a beautiful, beautiful shawl pattern with cables, which I will talk about. Oh, it's Unraveled. That's the name of the pattern. Unraveling. Sorry, that's, I had it wrong. I kept thinking of Undisclosed. I don't know if anybody else listens to Undisclosed. I'm a little obsessed with that one right now, so that was the only word that I could get in my head. Um, but anyways, this shawl is beautiful, and it has cables, um, and I will talk about why I'm on a cable kick in a minute, um, but I was just thinking that I would like to find a cable 
shawl. So um, it's a beautiful pattern. You should check it out. That is the Amplitude Shawl. And thank you so much, Greg, for sending that along. Um, so yeah, I think those are all my thank yous for this time, but I'm, I'm feeling very grateful for um, a lot of things this week. Okay, guys, so next up is knit-alongs and giveaways. I wanted to say a quick thank you again to everybody who participated in the Summer Superlatives knit-along. Hopefully by now you guys have um, heard the episode and know that you won prizes. I think I've reached out to everyone via Ravelry message, um, and so I think I have all of the addresses I need so that I can reach back out to the sponsors and start to get them to ship prizes. There are a couple of prizes coming directly from me, and they have not shipped yet, but they will, I promise. Um, now that Knit Nosh is over, I may even get to it on Saturday. Um, my hope is that um, I'll have a little bit of time because I'm away next weekend, but never fear. The prizes are coming. Um, it's just been a very, very, very busy time around here. So I wanted to announce the rules this time around for the Knit Nosh Along. So the Knit Nosh Along is going to run starting basically last Sunday um, through November 1st. And the rules are very similar to what we did in January. So you can participate in any of the following ways. You can cast on a new project with either MJ Yarns, Nerd, Scandalous, or People Who Fields. You can knit something with your samples. Um, I did put together a Ravelry bundle, so there's some cool ideas of things people can do with their samples. My friend Shayna already knit um, a dotted rays shawl for her son, who's four. Um, she has a beautiful dotted rays shawl that she knit during Ravelenics. I got to see it in person when we went to, to Colorful Yarns together during Yarn Along the Rockies. But she knit this giant beautiful dotted rays shawl um she's shana lines on instagram and you should go look at this shawl but anyways she right at the event she started casting on this shawl for her son so that they would match and it's it's so cute she already finished it so um anyways lots of fun things you can do with the samples i feel like especially this time they're all fingering weight they um they play well together um so you could knit something with your samples you could um Finish a project from one of the sponsor companies that's worth extra points. If you have a work in progress that is using a sponsor yarn, you can post it and um, you can get points. So if you finish anything between September 18th and November 1st, no matter when you started it, you can enter it in the knit along. For example, my friend Jen in Ohio is working on a gorgeous three-color cashmere shawl um, with some nerd string that she bought at the Loopy U when she was here to visit in July. So, Jen, if you finish it by November, which I know you will, because you're going to wear it to Ryan Beck, um, totally eligible to be posted in the knit-along thread. Um, if you use a modular modular project bag um, with a newly cast-on project, you can count that for points. If you knit a dazzle hat, you can totally count that for points. And so you can double dip there if you knit a dazzle hat out of um, sponsor yarn. There you go. I know that uh, Twisted Stitches podcast is doing a hat along, so you should totally double dip between that one and this one as well. Um, post your pictures on Instagram and hashtag them knitnosh. Um, and um, if you have a knitnosh project bag, post pictures of that, hashtag knitnosh, and you get some points. So the rules thread is open, the finished objects thread is open, the chatter thread is open. Um, so 
show Team Knit Nosh some love and knit some stuff with their beautiful yarn and then win some beautiful yarn. So I have one skein of yarn from each of the sponsor companies, plus I have a bag from Katie at Modular Modular, plus I have um, tote bags and next time's tote bags and some things like that. So I'll probably throw in some prizes myself um, just to keep it fun. And so I can't wait to see what you guys knit. Um, I will be my first knit nosh along project, even though I'm not eligible for prizes, will be this beautiful People Who Fields sweater that I'm going to finish. So um, that is it for knit alongs and giveaways that are going. I had this idea today. Um, and so with as busy as I am, I'm not sure how many, you know, big like prize related knit alongs I'm going to be doing in the near future, the Knit Nosh Along is something we'll do every single time we do Knit Nosh because I think it's a great way to involve you guys and it's a great way to continue the excitement around the companies. Um, but I I really want to cast on some of Jen Sheelan's um, ornaments. Last year at Michael's, I bought a bunch of closeout ornaments, um, those like plain glass ones because she has these beautiful lace patterns that you knit those and I bought some nitpicks, uh, glimmer, shimmer, something, sparkly yarn that I was going to knit them in because I thought they'd look really pretty with lights. And then when I was putting together my bundles for Knit Nosh, then Tin Can Knits has some really cute ornaments. So I wondered if anybody's interested in doing like an ornament along. Um, so I'll put it in the Ravelry group. You guys let me know. I think this will just be one of those like for fun kind of things, but um, I don't know. I love the idea. It's something I want to knit anyways. So um, let me know if you guys are interested and we'll go from there. Um, so guys, the last thing I wanted to do today was just give a little preview of a couple of upcoming reviews. It's been a while since I've done any book reviews. And um, this past week, there was a book um, that I saw on Susan B. Anderson's Instagram that I could not resist. Um, and so I wrote away to the publisher, and I'm going to look up the name of the publisher while I talk, but the book is called Norgon's Knitted Cable Sourcebook, and there are 150 different um, cables in this book, and the photography is by Jared Flood of Brooklyn Tweed. And so as soon as I saw this book, I wigged out, I wrote to the publisher, I asked for a review copy, and thankfully, they kindly agreed. So I'm going to do a full review of this one in the next episode. It's Abrams Publishing. So thank you to them for um, this beautiful book. Um, and I, while I was at it, I looked through their catalog, and I, I requested a couple of other books to review. And so I have the, um, the Knitting All Around Stitch Dictionary, which is a beautiful book. And then the new Amy Herzog book, which is You Can Knit That, um, which is a gorgeous sweater book. Um, I actually have two Amy Herzog books that I need to review now. So I think I'm going to review them together in an upcoming episode. But I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek in case you want to check those out ahead of time. They are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous books. And I'm so excited to share them with you guys. So stay tuned for that. Um, and that kind of brings us to an end for the episode, you guys. Um, a couple of things housekeeping wise, I have a new email address. So if you have ever emailed me about anything podcast related, I'm pulling the plug on Comcast. 
next Monday, and I could not be more excited. So, um, knitactuallypodcast at gmail.com is the new email address to use. Show notes will always be available at um, knitactuallypodcast.com. You guys can find the Ravelry group. Um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as Knit Actually Podcast. The Twitter is actually just Knit Actually. Um, and I will do another call out. I, I would really appreciate it if you guys have a few minutes um, and would be willing to do an iTunes review. Those are a great way for people to find the podcast. And um, so if you listen and you enjoy it and that's something you'd be willing to do, I would appreciate it tremendously. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, Certainly before I head to Rhinebeck um, with an episode. And until then, happy knitting.